0: It's just after six o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah, what up? Party's going on.
1: Duh. Go!
0: Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea, Boyle, and Rappapudi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson
2: starts Now. now. All right, KT, on a Wednesday, a hump day, baby. No place I'd rather be than Steiner's Pub right here, 1750 North Buffalo. One of three in the Vegas Valley to serve you. Of course, uh, been here now 15 years on Wednesday nights and uh, always enjoy myself here. The pre-show meal, start with those lamb chops, best appetizer ever. And then, of course, had the burger, the custom-made burger. You can do it. You can build them your way with a little cheddar cheese, the avocado, sautéed mushrooms, and uh, just top of the line with those homemade onion rings. So KT is feeling good. And it's going to be a great show tonight. Wednesday nights, of course, we have the set lineup. It normally stays intact with Mr. Mark Lawrence, Playbook Sports, joining me in about 15 minutes from now. And then uh, top of hour number two, right after the, uh, the news and a little bit of spottage, we've got Mr. Andy Isco, Vegas Andy. And, of course, the original AI. Yes, not Allen Iverson, not Andre Iguodala. It is Andy Isco, despite what artificial intelligence will tell you. Andy Isco is the original AI, and he will join us right around 7.05, 7.06, right around there. And then we close with arthur de he's back in the starting lineup had a busy week last week but Arc dice 21 he of course is a risk management manager over there at the westgate superbook and we'll get into five college games five nfl games and that's what i do pretty much uh you know with all the guys get into the college football first then into the nfl and we'll hit some of the other things uh that will be highlighted in the Starting Five, which is how KT starts things out. My producer, of course, is Mr. Mark Hoke. Mark Hoke Show, Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., the best in professional wrestling, right here also on 101.5 FMK Dawn. And we both stream live on that Odyssey app, A U D A C Y, which has the great rewind feature. So you miss any part of the show, you can search the show, go back, click the old rewind feature, and listen back to the show in its entirety so uh really enjoy myself here at steiner's pub again three in the vegas valley to serve you 8410 west cheyenne now in their 25th year actually finishing up their 25th year they are the original and then of course over in between south point mandalay bay on the boulevard right there at windmill in las vegas boulevard 8168 las vegas boulevard south is the exact address and that, of course, is uh, the Starner's Pub over there. Manny does a great job running the show there. And uh, 1750 North Buffalo. KT loves it over here. Uh, Mike, great manager, GM, and Kelly, outstanding manager. She's working the night shift now. And uh, the staff is second to none at all three Starner's Pub locations. They are just fabulous. Service, top of the line. That is a pet peeve for Roger Sachs. Cleanliness. You walk in, you see it right away. You don't have to worry about, you know, is there dust here? Is there this? I mean, even on the bottles and the mirrors, the glass that's behind the bottles in the full bar that goes all the way down. I mean, you can see yourself. I mean, which is great. I mean, for KT, it's great. For Mark Oak, it's not so great. But at the end of the day, it still is a, a, a lot of fun to come in here, take in all the games, and you're going to have advantage. Point wherever you're sitting, whether it's a booth or one of the tables, you're going to be able to see, you know, four, five, six different TVs, and they'll have all the games on. Now, of course, we've got World Series going, and we've got NBA basketball, we've got NHL hockey, and uh, we've got tons going on. We also have college football as well, with a little more action tonight. So we will get into all this stuff. But, again, when you make it to your Steiner's publications, you will see a marquee lit-up board, and that will let you know how the machines have done, where the jackpots have paid off. They have the best in video, Keno, video poker, all the different games. And then they have the full bar. And, of course, what they don't have on tap, they've got in the bottle. Great selection of IPAs and beers and what's on, you know, the draft beers, everything. And, again, just uh, make sure you... Take care of your ride. If you're going to have a few adult beverages, make sure you're, you know drinking and driving. KT always kind of pounds that in there at the end of the show. But uh, again, I love this place. That's the hashtag that they use for Steiner's Pubs. I love this place. And when you take in the ambiance at all three locations, you're going to love it. Not only that, when you get your bill, you're going to love that as well because the prices are so reasonable. And, you know, there's so many things that have, you know, gone up over the last, you know, year or two since covid it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like you just go shopping or you'll go into just a convenience store. Well, convenience stores are always kind of jacked up. But I mean, you go into, say, like, uh, you know, like a pharmacy type store and you start looking at some of the things in the aisles. You're like, are you freaking kidding me? Or even down the supermarket from most supermarkets, you go down, you're like, how can that be? How can that possibly be that much? And I get it. Maybe there was a shortage, you know, during COVID time, but a lot of these items stay jacked up and it's ridiculous we remember what we were paying for eggs you know back uh, a couple years ago and now you know it's come down somewhat but there's still places that will gouge you that's what's great about steiner's pubs they don't the prices are outstanding and uh, please stop in you'll enjoy it let them know ken thompson SportsX radio sent you and we're going to get the show rolling And we're going to do it just like this now the starting five number one all right, I know there's World Series going on. It is Game 4 of the World Series, so I'll start there, even though it's not a personal number one for KT. But still, nonetheless, it is pretty big on my list because I do root for the Arizona Diamondbacks. This team is frustrating me right now, big time. Of course, they have no more room for error. They lose tonight. They are done. And Texas will remain perfect on the road and go 11-0 and in the postseason, and the Texas Rangers would win their first World Championship. Right now, they lead it three games to one. But Zach Gallen is pitching a gem for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Through four innings, it is a scoreless game. Gallen has yet to yield a hit. He struck out three, hasn't walked a batter. So working on a perfect game, knock on wood, he's thrown only 35 pitches. He has been very, very solid. Remember, he started game one, had the win, had they held on. But, of course, the two-run jack in the bottom of the ninth, and the game ended up going extra innings, and the D-backs ended up losing that game 6-5 to before bouncing back with their only win in Arlington by a 9-1 count in Game 2. Texas has remained perfect on the road, as i said, now 10-0 and by winning the last two nights in Arizona. And the Diamondbacks are just frustrating the heck out of me. They had Corbin Carroll on third base with one out in the bottom of the first, didn't get him home. They had second and third, one out in the bottom of the second didn't get anybody home they had a man on first they had men on first or a man on third i think one out in the third inning as well so I, this is the only inning this fourth inning i don't think they had anybody in scoring position they have the only three hits of the game they also have been given three walks and nathan Yevaldi, uh starting pitcher for texas he doesn't usually walk that many guys in a game, let alone in four innings, has given up three walks. But there we are, 0-0. I, of course, will keep you updated on World Series Game 4 from Arizona. Or I'm sorry, Game 5, where Arizona and Texas are playing. And, again, the Rangers can win the World Series with the W, 0-0 after four. Number two. All right, last night, I mean, like I said, when I went to break, Mark Hope, my producer, said, KT... He's up, man, because you're getting a little, little stressed over there, just tripping out on what the Raiders haven't been doing offensively and, you know, how frustrating it is to be a fan of that team. And I kind of went back to that Detroit game. That was the final straw for me, so I kind of lost it yesterday, I'll admit. But a little bit after the show was over, about an hour and a half after the show was over, my good buddy Rick Esposito texted me, and all of a sudden – finally you know and i was like and rick's a big raiders fan connecticut kid but uh good friends with bobby valentine heck of a baseball player back in the day and i saw and i was you know half asleep and you know just like i'd just gotten home and and kind of unwinding and so i kind of squinted at it and i can't see like i used to see Used to have the best eyes ever but now of course kt needs those reader glasses so i looked and it said it's finally done they're out ziegler McDaniels, they are out. Now, look, I never want anybody to lose their job. I don't like camp, getting canceled. At the end of the day, you know, I just didn't see this ship going in the right direction. Well, neither did Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders. He made the firing last night. He said he had given himself until October 31st deadline to make the decision whether or not he would move forward with the tandem from New England of Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. He made the decision last night based on the offense or lack of it over the last couple weeks. Antonio Pierce, who of course played his uh, NFL football with the Giants, did a heck of a job there, and then comes via the way of Arizona State under Herm Edwards, comes here, linebackers coach. He is the interim head coach right now, and he was fired up, taken over today. I was texting with Lincoln Kennedy, JT DeBrick, all the guys, but I'm looking forward to the Giants coming in town Sunday, of course, where Pierce played his NFL ball and uh, going up against the Raiders. But at least some life for the fan base, because the fan base is relieved, because, let's face it, McDaniels has never won anything without Tom Brady, nor has Belichick, and Tom Brady's nowhere to be found. Oh yeah, he's a part owner with Mark Davis and the Raiders. Maybe he had some insight and said, hey, this team, this offense is a joke. 14.6 points per game. Let's go with the kid. And that's one thing that Pierce said today. We will go with the youngster, Aiden O'Connell. On Sunday, and please, if I hear another sports broadcaster call him AOC, I mean that, that just makes my stomach curl. AOC is AOC from the political world is one of the most repulsive people in my life, okay so I do not want Aiden O 'Connell to be referred to as AOC he 's Aiden O'Connell. we'll hope the kid can get it done on Sunday number three. Number three, near and dear to my heart. Look, I'm an old school guy. I love my basketball. I love college hoops. You guys know I live for college hoops. College football, college hoops, NFL football, those are my top three. And, you know, I go old school. So, you know, I go back to the day when, you know, coaches could yell at you, scream at you, make you run laps, make you do this or that if you didn't listen is what it is and you know sure you're whining and griping when you're the player but I know Bobby Knight the general went over the top the choking of Neil Reed the kicking of Pat Knight in the huddle I mean yeah he pushed it to a limit and finally was let go by Indiana he had some legendary comments you know after his coaching days and even prior to and he started at Army remember he coached Coach K Coach Krzyzewski back in the day but Bobby Knight was one of the best college basketball coaches that I've ever seen. And he was one of the best of all times. Passed away today with his family around him at 83 years old. The general. And remember what he said a few years ago. I think my producer Mark Hoke will finally uh, clip and maybe I'll play it before Andy Isco comes on. And A.I. And, uh, and myself will, will touch on Bobby Knight at the start of our number two. But the legendary basketball coach for Indiana University, Indiana University and of course started at Army uh, Bob Knight Robert Montgomery Knight passing away at age 83. Number four. All right, let's uh, jump over to college football. Now, you know there's the investigation going on with Michigan, and what does Harbaugh know? Does he know anything with this Connor Stallions guy uh, to where the science-stealing, st- is you know, and, and FBI is involved? I mean, with all this stuff going on over the last several years with what's gone on over at Michigan, And so far, you know, people are like, ah, nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. It's all part. Everybody does it. No, everybody doesn't do it. It's the same thing in college basketball when you had all these guys being paid under the table and whatnot and the FBI was involved. Not everybody does it. Some do it. Some get caught. Connor Stallions, he's a guy that's actually done some work for Michigan but was on the payroll this year. And they think that they found Connor Stallions in sunglasses at a night game. I wear my sunglasses at night. I remember that song. Well, this guy did. Apparently, he does have a press pass, but it's supposed to be a visitor's bench pass, which would have him between the 20s. He's dressed up in Central Michigan gear. Yes, it's a Chippewa Central Michigan home game. And who are they playing September 1st? Michigan State, our tribal of Michigan. And what is Connor Stallions doing in Central Michigan gear, if that indeed is him and with sunglasses at night? Ironically, a play comes over towards the sidelines, and the TV cameras catch it, and now they've gone back. So Central Michigan is investigating, because we know the Big Ten, they're not going to do anything, or at least at a quick pace. Why? Because they've got the number one and number three teams in that playoff hole right there. So what does that mean? Well, it means a hell of a lot of money for the Big Ten if one of those two, or both of them, get into that 14 playoff and if one of them wins it forget about it right and it could be Michigan a lot of people think Jim Harbaugh will be found linked to this whole thing and he'll bolt for the NFL he's even been mentioned as a potential new Las Vegas Raiders head coach we'll see how it all shakes out but very very interesting I want to say I smell a rat and I think I do number five and number five, NFL. Just update a couple things going on. Will Levis now has been confirmed. He will start for the Tennessee Titans Thursday night football tomorrow night at Pittsburgh against the Steelers. And also, Atlanta has named Taylor Heineke their new starting quarterback. He came in for Des Ritter, who got his bell rung uh, concussion protocol, you know, during the game last week. But Heineke stepped in, did well enough, so he will get the starting nod against the uh, Minnesota Vikings. And that is a look. At our starting five, it is Ken Thompson. Mark Lawrence will be joining me in just a second. But Mark Hoke, my producer, is uh, back there at PSBR Law Studios. But KT, of course, Wednesday nights right here at Steiner's Pub. So when you come in to all three Steiner's Pub locations, grab the little paper menu. It's got everything laid out for your sports schedule. So you'll know when the teams are playing. What the soups are, the homemade soups, because they got the schedule there. Remember, they've got homemade soups, homemade salad dressings, and the food is top of the line. It is not bar food. It is outstanding food. And, of course, Golden Knights, they cater to those games. And we're right around the corner from UNLV College Basketball, both men's and women's. And we'll get in touch with both coaches, Kevin Kruger, Lindy LaRock, and get them on the show real soon. We'll also keep tabs on Barry Odom, what he's doing. With this Rebels football team. And they, of course, already bowl eligible, come off the tough loss at Fresno. Take a break, come back with Mr. Mark Lawrence. You're listening to SportsX Radio on a Wednesday night, hump day at Steiners, 101.5 FMK Dawn, streaming live on that Odyssey app. A U D A C Y. Download it now. It is that free app, it is worldwide, and it is top of the line. I am Ken Thompson. Follow the show at Ken Thompson87 at SportsX Radio, and follow my producer at Mark Hoke Show, live from Vegas, live at Steiners. We'll be right back. Christie's favorites. My wife loves the electric light orchestra. A little Mr. Blue Sky coming back. Mark Hooks spending the hits on a Wednesday night. KT Live at Steiner's, 1750 North Buffalo, 1-3 in the Vegas Valley. And uh, a great show, as I told you, in store. Steady lineup. I mean, top of the line. When you have Mark Lawrence followed by the original A.I. Andy Isco, and then you close with Arthur Caesar from the Westgate Superbook, that doesn't get much better than that. Not too many sports talk shows can put that type of lineup up each and every Wednesday mr mark lawrence and of course follow him on twitter now known as x mark spelled with a c mark lawrence how are things going playbook sports i know you've been on fire i haven't checked the newsletter uh but i know you guys have been doing well how are things going for mark lawrence and playbook sports
3: everything is going well kenny knock on wood uh football is working out real well here of late college and football teams are in form if you will and uh we're, knocking it, uh, we're killing it in the Playbook
2: newsletter. So we're looking forward to another week of rock and roll winners this week. There you go. Meanwhile, we do have Maction, which is Mark Lawrence's original neck of the woods. He's an Ohio kid, but he's transitioned, of course, to uh, have his blood thin out down there in the sunshine state of Florida. Bowling Green, 21-14. Uh, a little match in there as Brad Powers' alma mater. Bowling Green has just grabbed the lead early fourth quarter, 21-14 over Ball State. That total went down to 39 and a half so I'm thinking weather must have come into play there Bowling Green minus four and a half so they're covering right now the game one score from going over and how about at the half Kent State 20 to 10 they lead at Akron as four point dogs the golden flashes and the Zips putting up 30 in the first half with a total of 39 and a half so looking like uh for sure over there we'll keep an eye on those games I'll get to a lot of the NBA scores Later on, there's a full slate of NBA and just three games on the ice. But Mark Lawrence and I are going to talk some college football and some NFL football. And Mark, let's get right to it because there's some really good, solid games. Uh, But I did want to get your take as far as the rankings. The rankings came out, and I just wanted to see, are you okay with them? What's your take on Ohio State, your team being ranked number one, Georgia number two, Michigan number three? and then Florida State, number four. Did you, did you think Michigan deserved to be higher than three, or is indeed their schedule that week that there's no reason to have them any higher than three? Well, the
3: schedule is a big part of the factor, part of the equation, Kenny, and it did, I think, played into Michigan's number three ranking. Uh, it couldn't be much softer than what Michigan's played so far this football season. It's not their fault. They just have to play who's in front of them, but unfortunately it doesn't help them when they line up a schedule filled with pancakes uh in the first half of the football season so uh, i don't think they're crying they're not going to lose any sleep over that ranking because all that matters is what happens between now and the final ranking
2: all right real quick uh i was uh pretty abusive of uh the raiders last night on my show and literally an hour and a half hour and 40 after the show was over josh mcdaniels was fired along with general manager dave ziegler did you see that writing on the wall did you think mark davis would pull the plug i mean He's paying Gruden still. I mean, who knows? Gruden could end up coming back. Never know. Maybe he settles the suit uh, that he has against the NFL, and maybe he comes back and takes over the silver and black state again. But uh, did you see the move being made by Mark Davis. He said he had given himself up until October 31st, which was the players' trade deadline, but he said he gave himself a deadline as far as to see where the Raiders were, how the team was moving forward under the plan laid out by the New England connection of Ziegler and McDaniels, and it wasn't panning out as far as he, he was concerned.
3: Well, after seeing Devontae Adams uh, in the post game of the football game, you knew something was going to come down with the Raider football program, and it had to be the head coach. He's been in the hot seat for pretty much most of the season, and I think uh, that was the pinnacle, that was the peak, that uh, more or less sunk the iceberg, if you will. I'm not at all surprised. He's uh, not really been much of a winner any time that he's been a head coach. I believe, Kenny, he's one of the classic Peter principal people where he rises to the level of incompetence. He's a great assistant coach, but a not-so-good head coach, and I think the Raiders found that out.
2: Let me get back to Michigan. One more thing, Mark. The, uh, the probe now, as far as the sign stealing, has moved into action into the MAC, the Mid-American Conference, Central Michigan. They are probing right now the potential of Connor Stallions, the guy that, was being, uh, that has actually been suspended from Michigan, and the one accused of uh, potentially stealing signs, going to visitors' games, uh, filming stuff. Uh, buying tickets with his own money throughout all these last seven, eight years, whatever it is. But he's only been under contract this particular year. If he indeed is that guy in sunglasses on the Central Michigan sideline with the coaching staff of Central Mish, something is arrived for sure. I mean, there's, this, is, this is absolutely crazy. And that was a game against Michigan State on September 1st. Do you see anything happening uh, as we move forward this season, or do you think this is something that will be brushed under the rug until the playoff is all said and done because of where the Michigan Wolverines are standing right now in the top four?
3: Well, it's not going to be brushed under the rug. I can assure you that, Kenny. It's a a scandal at its worst, and uh, I hit on this a little bit in our coffee club and, you know, there was a time when uh, SMU, the football program, was under the death penalty when they couldn't play football games for a mm-hmm. couple of years. And if what happened, what purported to happen actually happened there, I think the same thing should be laid upon Michigan for cheating in the manner in which they've cheated. Uh, and we how long has it been going on? Is it just this year? Has it been last year? You know, when Sonny Dykes admitted that he knew what was going on and they changed their plays to deceive Michigan, uh, that just said it all right there. I mean, we're not the press wasn't the only one to know that other teams, their coaches know that and it's not what college football is all about and if they're stealing signals to win football games, they should be banned
2: There you go, I mean we saw what happened with the Houston Astros in the World Series and uh, unfortunately you couldn't go back and replay the series, but uh, you know it is, uh, it is tough, and they were labeled cheaters, and that's why I never rooted for the team. And it's a shame because they had so many good young players and such a, a talented nucleus of uh, talent there uh, for those Astros that it was a team that you enjoyed rooting for because they had struggled for many years, and so you wanted to root for them because you thought they did it the right way. And they did. They went through the farm system, a lot of those players. But then when you found out, they were getting that major extra edge with all different types of nefarious ways. I uh, just didn't have a feel-good, root-for-this-team situation any longer. All right, let's get into uh, some college football because we've got a big slate. Game interesting tomorrow on Thursday Night Football. South Alabama and Troy. It's a Troy defense that's stifling. A South Alabama team that was a preseason favorite. By a lot of prognosticators, including myself. I thought the Jaguars were the team that would end up winning the Sun Belt. But James Madison is unblemished, and this Troy team is pretty darn good. Troy's only minus four at home. Who do you like, the Trojans at home or the Jaguars? 45-year total from Troy, Alabama.
3: I think it's a great matchup, Kenny, here. Like you said, South Alabama was a preseason pick. They got off to a pretty good start. You know, They tripped up against Tulane in their opener, which they were expected to do, to lose on the road. Uh, and they've come back pretty well. Uh, I think they're more than capable of handling this football game. And like you mentioned about Troy, it's a football team whose defense is really the staple of the football program here. I think it's a real tough call in this football game. I'm not going to be surprised
2: if either team wins this game because you can make cases for both sides. All right, so then we look at Friday action. You've got uh, Boston College at Syracuse. And the Cuse minus two and a half, total of 51. Dino Babers, his team started out like a ball of fire but my goodness the orange anything but the color orange right now they're not close to that fire they've uh, been struggling mightily boston college i like the quarterback i think this is a, a, a good spot potentially for the boys from chestnut hill Were are you on this game for friday night syracuse minus two and a half total of 51
3: well at this stage of the season kenny it's arguable that syracuse should not be favored against anybody uh they played, obviously, two different halves of football. The first half, first of the season, they went 4-0 and straight up, didn't lose the spread in any of those football games, and they won the stats by 267 yards a game. It's been completely the opposite since then. They've gone 0-4 straight up, and against the spread, and in the stats, by an average net loss of 302 yards a game. I don't know what happened, what they ate, what they drank at the table. Something, obviously... Has got into the Syracuse football program here I couldn't touch Syracuse with a 10-foot pole right now Kenny I have to play Boston College
2: I agree with you 100 percent meanwhile we know Louisville only has one blemish and that was against Pittsburgh on the road Narduzzi's team not that good this year they struggle mightily offensively at times they are at home against Florida State I don't expect them to win the game but it's still a tricky place Florida State's favored by 21 and a half and we've seen them struggle we saw them go up to Chestnut Hill play that Boston College team they were lucky to win that game they got out by 140 yards in that game I think that's too many points to give Pitt where are you I know the Knolls have the speed I know Travis is solid and uh, they've got playmakers but there's just something about the spot and I think the weather comes into play a little bit where are you on that game
3: well you know About this time of the year, Kenny, you'll find me making cases against these undefeated football teams, especially when they're favorite on the road in conference play, which is exactly what we're looking at here in this football game. And while it hasn't been a stellar season for Pittsburgh, they're still more than capable of pulling the rug out on somebody in a major surprise. Pat Narduzzi's a real good head coach. He's not going to get pushed around defensively as football program won't. Maybe they won't be bowling this football season, but they will be up for Florida State when they invade. And, uh, you know, Florida State, they've been winning football games rather impressively, pulling away late in football games. And if they can't pull away late against Pittsburgh, I think the Panthers could cash this ticket. All right.
2: Meanwhile, I do want to update the World Series. The Diamondbacks, again, got men in scoring position. They have the bases loaded and two outs, and they cannot get a run home. They have left nine men on base, six in scoring position through the first five innings. No score. Texas has no hits. Zach Gallen pitching a gem. He's walked one batter, but it is still 0-0. Texas Rangers trying to win their first World Series and stay unblemished on the road there, 10-0, and going into tonight. Mark, did you do anything with the series? No, I didn't, Kenny. Uh, you know, just playing it sort of uh, according to Hoyle, you
3: know, the way Texas has played on the road team, Texas themselves, especially when they had a pitcher in form. But I really didn't want to go up against Gallen, who's really been a really tough pitcher here for the uh, for the Diamondbacks here tonight so I let the game go
2: all right now you and I both talked about taking Virginia last week with all those points against Miami coming off the win that the Cavs had in Chapel Hill against North Carolina I mean 29-26 they were right there in that game had a shot to win it Uh, but Miami going to try and keep things rolling now as they are uh, right now going on the road to NC State and NC State came up with an outright win against Clemson. I had that one uh, plus the 10 and a half. I wish I would have taken Moneyline. But Dave Doran, uh, he had a lot of fun. He and Steve Smith. Steve Smith was actually on game day, of course, the former Utah Ute, because that's where game day was in Salt Lake City. And he said, well, North Carolina State's a basketball school, so he expected Clemson to roll. And when North Carolina State won and they interviewed Doran, he just said, and tell Steve Smith, we're not a basketball school. He could kiss my ass. And he ran off the field. I thought that was great. Miami of Florida on the road, minus 4.5, total of 45 in Raleigh. This NC State team, they're not flashy, but it's tough to beat them in Raleigh.
3: It is tough to beat them. Uh, You know, they've taken two losses uh, to ranked teams, obviously, Notre Dame being one of them. Uh, But this Miami of Florida team, Kenny, you don't know who you're going to get from week to week. Uh, Just when they look like they're really uh, set to make a roll, they flat out don't show up. Um, In the reverse, when they look like they're about to get pancaked, they pull upsets. Uh, Like the Clemson football game, they were on a two-game losing streak six-point home dogs, and what do they do? They win the football game. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's a real tough call for me in this football contest. I would lean to Dave Dorn in the game here. I don't trust Miami and Florida on the road. It's only their third road game. All they've done was beat Temple, but then they couldn't handle a North Carolina football team, uh, in which you know, went down to, obviously, a, a 41-31 decision here, but uh, until they can win a game on the road against a good football team, I'll continue to play, fade to Miami and Florida.
2: All right, ducking a couple more. Penn State's at Maryland, and the Nittany Lions can ill afford to lose another game. They do have Michigan coming into Happy Valley. We'll see how that all pans out. But uh, Penn State is minus 8.5 at Maryland. And Mike Loxley had the Terps playing really well, and they even played very tough in the horseshoe against Ohio State until it got away from them in the fourth quarter. But they've dropped a couple in a row to teams they should have beaten, lose a couple games by a field goal. They're still at home, but Penn State's minus minus eight and a half, fifty and a half. Can Loxley get Talia Tungabailoa and the Terps? to get back into the groove and uh, spring an upset potentially against Penn State or at least cover the eight and a half. Where do you go with that game, Mark?
3: Well, I look at this Penn State schedule here, Kenny, and I think they should be fined for who they scheduled on the on the card this year. It's just completely marshmallow schedule they played. You take you know, <laughs> out of the equation, I mean, you, you know, look at the list of, uh, of suspects there. Massachusetts, Northwestern, Illinois, Delaware. Come on, man. Uh, that's the reason Penn State's uh, be, where they are right now. This is a Maryland football team that can play, Kenny, here. I'm a big To Viola fan. I think he's having a nice senior season here for this football program here. They're going to be play, uh, going places
2: when a big bowl game comes up for them this year. I think they pull the upset against Penn State. All right, KT and his Mark Lawrence playbook wise guys competition sprung the old three-star play on his guys, USC. They're plus the points against Washington I just thought, SC, this is it. I mean, I know they're very fortunate to beat Arizona, very fortunate to hold on and beat Cal. They had to duck a two point conversion uh, at the end of the game, and I like the way Wilcox went for that. Uh, it's a USC defense that has so many holes, not even, I mean, it's not even Swiss cheese. It's like no cheese because it's, an, it's a, just a huge hole. But Washington, I'm not sold on this team. And Oregon, like I said, should have won in Seattle. But I watched them play against Arizona State. And, again, they only had 13 yards rushing. Now they're going on the road. This is their first real tough test on the road, the Huskies. They're minus three. I don't think they should be favored. I like Penix. I know they've got receivers, but I don't think they're going to be able to stop USC. So it's not a game that I expect SC to stop Washington, but I expect to slow them down maybe one or two times and SC to score at will. I took USC as my three-star play. Who do you like in this one, Mark? I'm all over this
3: USC with you, Kenny, in this football game here. Uh, I know there's a defensive disparity but, uh, again, Washington is not the team they were going into the Oregon football game. I think they were they served themselves well. They would know they were fortunate to get out of the game with the win. They were out yarded 123 yards in the contest. And then after that, uh, Arizona State had their way with them and beat them 50-plus uh, yards. Stanford, uh, while Washington wins the football game, Stanford wins the total yards in the game. This Washington football team is nothing like they were going into the Oregon game. I believe Oregon's the best team in the Pac-12. But the Southern Cal football play here tonight, now they're red-faced, they're embarrassed. And you've got Lincoln Riley, 40-3 in his career at home in football games, in his 43 home games he's played. And also, Kenny, he's never lost against an unbeaten conference opponent in his career. He's played them four times, he's beat them all four in the game. He's never lost as a dog in conference game, play either... Three times he's been there, three times he's cashed all three tickets. I think Southern Kell hands Washington their first loss of the season.
2: He is Mark Lawrence. When we come back, we'll get Mark's take on one more college football game, a big one from Tuscaloosa, and then we'll hit the NFL rapid fire. X Radio 101.5 FMK. Dawn, we stream live on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it now, live from Steiner's Pub, live from Vegas. You're listening to SportsX Radio. We'll be right back.
0: Buying or selling a home can be one of the most stressful a experiences with a ever, three. but it doesn't have to be. Not if you call Stan Hicks of Hicks and Richburg of Coldwell Banker. Visit stanhicks.com. That's stanhicks.com. Voted one of the top 100 real estate agents in Vegas, Hicks and Richburg are all about helping people change their lives. Visit stanhicks.com today and get started. That's stanhicks.com.
1: It's your friend, Sean Hannity here. Are you considering selling, buying, investing in real estate? Now There seems to be more and more companies offering to buy your home now. Now Many consumers have gone that route only to find out later that they've left tens of thousands of dollars on the table. That's because they didn't understand what their home was actually worth in today's market. Well, don't let that happen to you. Now I can tell you after investing in real estate around the country, it pays to use a smart agent that knows your local market and how to effectively negotiate. Now, you have a brilliant real estate team right here that I trust. I'm talking about Rick and Terry Brankus of Keller Williams Realty, the marketplace. Now, Rick and Terry Brinkus have averaged over 250 sales per year, get this, for 20 straight years. Now Rick and Terry personally invest in the real estate market and that means right here and they have successfully worked with dozens of home sellers and buyers with five-star reviews to prove it. Go online at TheBrankistTeam.com and find out directly from them how much you can get for your home sold at your price and in your time frame and how much money they can save you on the next home. Or just call for an immediate answer at 702-456-5959. That's 456-5959. And put more money back in your pocket.
4: Ready to taste, feel, and see the difference of excellent water? A LifeSource Whole Home Water System lets you taste the difference of filtered water from every tap. Feel the difference of softer skin and hair and see the difference with reduced scale buildup. Act now to pay no interest for one year with 12 months' same as cash financing. Subject to approval, call 1 800 Water 99 or visit LifeSourceWater.com. Taste and feel the
0: us, See warranty limitations at LifeSourceWater.com slash warranty.
4: If your bank account is causing you headaches, switch to One Nevada Credit Union with forty six thousand free ATMs, innovative mobile apps, and convenient local branches. You can kiss your banker goodbye forever. Open an account online today, or find a local branch at onenevada. One
0: Nevada Credit Union.
4: One Nevada is open to all Clark County residents. Federally insured by the NCUA Equal Opportunity Lender. One if your bank account is causing you headaches, switch to One Nevada Credit Union. With 46,000 free ATMs, innovative mobile apps, and convenient local branches, you can kiss your banker goodbye forever. Open an account online today or find a local branch at OneNevada.org. One
0: Nevada Credit Union.
4: One Nevada is open to all Clark County residents.
5: Federally insured by the NCUA Equal Opportunity Lender. You're pregnant, and no matter what you do, no matter what you try, you can't stop using alcohol, drugs, or tobacco. But no matter how lost you are, how far along you are, it's not too late. There's always hope, and there are many safe places that can help you stop using. In Nevada, pregnant women are given the highest priority for substance use treatment, Low-cost treatment options may be available so you and your baby can get healthy now. If you or someone you love is pregnant or thinking about getting pregnant and using alcohol, drugs or tobacco, visit sobermomshealthybabies.org or call 211 to find help today. Sobermomshealthybabies.org also has resources for healthcare providers, friends and family. If you want to help someone who's pregnant and using, visit sobermomshealthybabies.org or call 211 today. Sponsored by the Nevada Division of Public and Behavioral Health and in cooperation with the Nevada Broadcasters Association and this station.
0: 101.5 FM KDON.
2: coming back kt is uh paying attention to those diamondbacks and uh boy alec thomas man he started out so solid as far as uh in that series but he has struggled mightily one out nobody on bottom six arizona texas still scoreless the texas rangers still without a hit zach allen has been masterful has five strikeouts he's walked one 72 pitches 48 strikes Nathan Yavaldi, he has been one of those tightrope walkers you see at the circus. He has walked five and given up four hits. He has thrown 90 pitches in five and a third inning, but he is still in there, and uh, the Diamondbacks have to somehow get a run to, uh, you know, complement the incredible pitching that they've gotten from Zach Gallon, Ken Thompson, Mark Lawrence, as we cruise on through, got about seven minutes. Mark, real quick, that last college game, LSU catching a field goal there in Tuscaloosa was higher when it first came out, but this is an LSU offense, it's pretty darn good. We've seen the defense get blistered a couple times, but, you know, if, uh, if they're going to win this game, they're going to have an opportunity to win the West again. They already have two losses, but they're the only team I can see with two losses getting to the college football playoff if they run the table I like this uh, Jaden Daniels kid. He's put on the muscle to transfer from ASU. What about it? Alabama, minus three against LSU. Revenge spot. They had one against Tennessee, trailed by double digits at halftime, but uh, came back, won it, and covered it. Do they do the same here? This is probably
3: the best game of the day, Kenny, at least uh, from a Southeast Conference standpoint. Uh, it's the Alabama football team that is winning but has not been impressive doing so. doesn't mean they're a bad team. They just haven't been winning in the fashion that we're accustomed to seeing Alabama football teams in the past. Uh, the big revenge, as you mentioned, they went into Baton Rouge in like 13 last year and got nipped in there, so you know they're angry, they're mad. But the key in this football game to me is the fact that LSU can control their own destiny in this in this division in the West with a win here, uh, they'll be the team to beat and I I love Brian Kelly in underdog roles Uh, you might not like him uh, all that much from his days at Notre Dame and in the MAC conference but the guy can coach and the guy can win I think I'm going to play the LSU plus the points here, I think this game has
2: whoever scores last written all over it, and that being the case I'll take the points with the Tigers there you go. I hope you're right there. All right, let's jump to the NFL. Big one on Thursday night, Titans and Steelers, because Will Levis was solid with four touchdown passes in his debut. Came out that he will start. Steelers are 4-3. and three. The team can't score points, but the defense scores enough. Keeps them in games. They come off the tough loss. When Pickett went down, he said he'll be ready to go. Trubisky threw a couple picks and a touchdown in relief last week. Right now, Steelers minus three, even money. There's two and a halfs around town, but Westgate Superbook, Uh, has Pittsburgh minus and 3-37. Where are you on that game Thursday night?
3: Well, I see a Tennessee uh, football team here, Kenny, that comes into the game with the better offense and the better defense, and they're the underdog in the contest. The reason they have the better offense and the better defense is because Pittsburgh has not outgained a soul, a single team, they played thus far this football season here. I don't believe that warrants them being a favorite in a football game. I know they're at home. I know it's a Thursday night primetime game. I know Tennessee is coming in here off of a win uh, with the new quarterback, but the the issue to me here is Pittsburgh. I just don't p- feel Pittsburgh has enough of an offense to go out and lay foot points in a football game like this. Uh, you take a look at them the last seven times, non-division home favorites. Of three or more, they've lost the money all seven times.
2: All right, so Tennessee four minutes. Plus the okay, four minutes, four games to jump to. Seahawks, Ravens, Baltimore minus six at home against Seattle, who's a top. The AFC West at 5-2, and two, a half game ahead of the Niners who have dropped three in a row. Your take here, Ravens playing pretty good ball, but the Seahawks finding ways to get it done.
3: I'll be on Pete Carroll in this game here, Kenny. Here. You know, that was a big win they picked up against the Browns. They won it in dramatic fashion. They just put a knife through the heart of the Browns and their fans last week. They take to the road. They're feeling pretty good. The key to me, Lamar Jackson, horrible as a home favorite in his career, just 12-21 and 21 to the spread here. Give me Seattle, the hungrier team, plus the points.
2: All right, let's drop down Giants and Raiders. Raiders making the coaching move. Raiders minus a point and a half, 37-year total. Daniel Jones is back for the G-Men. Don't know if that's good or bad, the way he played so far this year. Uh, But the Raiders fired up. They're going to go with the kid. Aiden O'Connell will get the start. Raiders minus one and a half, 37 from Vegas. I just don't see Vegas mind being in the
3: football game here, Kenny. Everything that's going on with the football program right now—I don't know what focus where it's going to come from from the Raider side of this football contest here. Not only did they fire uh, their head coach, they fired their general manager and their offensive coordinator. I think people are in the locker room looking around each other and wondering what's going to happen next. You know, you know what hatchet's going to fall. Daniel Jones being back for the Giants, I believe, is huge. First of all, he's terrific as a road underdog. Seventeen and eight in his career. 9 no against losing teams as a road dog in his career. Give me the Giants plus the points.
2: Yeah, it's a tough defense to go up against for O'Connell, so we'll see. Uh, but he did play the Chargers, but again, he did get sacked seven times in that game. So we'll see if the kids learned anything and can get out of the gate. Big game from Philly. Cowboys, Eagles, Eagles minus 3, 47. Philly looks like the better team, but Dallas still dangerous. Your take on this one? Well, I think what
3: stands out in this football game is a lot of what uh, I recall Aaron Rodgers doing at Green Bay, what Brett Favre did at Green Bay. If there's one role Dak Prescott shines in, it's in division football games. Uh, He's been outstanding in in his career, 27-7, and straight up 24-10 and to the spread. Comes in here with revenge in this football contest against a Philadelphia football team, a defending Super Bowl losing team. I think Dallas is the hungrier football team here. I like them, plus the points against the Eagles.
2: Ah, uh, you're really making uh, producer Mark Hoke feel good. The way you talked about Penn State and the Eagles so far on the show, <laughs> it is good. It is good stuff for KT. Really enjoying it over here at Steiner's Pub. I just could. I, I feel the ste- I feel the steam off old Hokester's forehead. Uh, how about Sunday night football? Bills and Bengals. Bengals minus two, 49 and a half. Well, you remember that fiasco last year, Kenny, when they had to
3: cancel the last game of the regular season. Uh, and it was uh, all due to the DeMar Hamlin situation. They did get back together and meet in the playoffs. Cincinnati beat Buffalo to go on to play Kansas City in the AFC championship game. This is a big-time revenge game for Buffalo. And I know Cincinnati's cooking right now, but this a win here by for, for Buffalo puts them right back on the map, and they become talked about as a team in contention in the AFC. I think the Bills
2: go into Cincinnati and steal the win. All right, the last one, got a minute. Dolphins, Chiefs from Germany. Chiefs minus one and a half, fifty and a half, 50 and And I like the boys from your neck of the woods. Where are you on this one?
3: Well, it's a real tough call for me, Kenny, here. I went back and forth a lot on this football game here. I settled in on Kansas City for a small side only because of the fact uh, that they do rank. They're one of three teams that rank in the top ten offensively and defensively in the National Football League. And they're coming off a loss. They're coming off their worst game of the season here. I think that puts him in a win situation against the Dolphins here. I'll lay the handful here with Kansas City against
2: the Miami Dolphins. All right, the uh, Travis Kelsey deal is four and zero with Taylor Swift there, two and two with her not there. Don't know uh, where she'll be if she'll make it to Germany. But Marco is uh, producing and not a happy camper right now because you uh, don't think his Penn State Nittany Lions are going to cover against Maryland and uh, his Eagles. May go down to Dallas, courtesy of Mark Lawrence. Mark will do it again next week. Playbook Sports, the best in the business. We've got college hoops right around the corner. You're the best, Mark Lawrence. Our number one in the books. KT coming back, Steiner's Pub. The original AI, Andy Isco, up next. And Arthur Caesar closes the show strong from the Westgate Superbook. We are live from Vegas, live at Steiner's Pub, 101.5 FM Dawn streaming live on that Odyssey app. We'll be right back, live from Vegas.
0: From halftime, it's just after seven o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah, what up? Party's going on. Duh. Go! Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea, Boyle, and Rabapudi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready,
2: because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. All right, KT Live, PSBR Law Studios, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. But Wednesday night, you can catch me Steiner's Pub, and that's where I am tonight, right here, 1750 North Buffalo, one of three in the Vegas Valley to serve you, 8168 Las Vegas Boulevard South, 8410 West Cheyenne, the other two locations, all three 24-hour establishments, full bar, full menu, incredible kitchen, great service, great sports. They replay, and of course, the music goes 24 hours again. Or, or, or i should say uh, throughout the uh, throughout the night it keeps playing but sometimes they'll focus in if there's an event going on like the world series they will have the volume there uh same thing with the golden knights games or the raiders games anything local uh they'll have the sound up otherwise you'll have the music you got the great gaming at the bar and again the prices are fantastic and the food is stupendous so uh please frequent Your Steiner's Pub locations, KT again, 1750 North Buffalo, Wednesday night, 6 to 8 p.m. Usually get here and all set up by about 5 so you can come on in. Gave a few appetizers away, as I always do, on Wednesday nights. And uh, look forward to seeing you at one of the three Steiner's Pub locations. Andy is to be with me in just a sec. Mark Hope Producing. Archives are up about 45 minutes after the broadcast at both at Ken Thompson 87, at SportsX Radio, on X, formerly known as Twitter. And, of course, you can use the rewind feature on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can download that sucker anytime. Uh, college. Football action. Two games in the MAC. Bowling Green 24-21. A minute 20 to go in regulation. They lead Ball State. They're minus five and a half. I think was the or four and. A, let me see what was the uh, closing number on that. Four and a half was the closing number at the Westgate Superbook. The game has gone over the total of 39 and a half. Kent State has opened it up now. 20 seconds left in the third quarter. They lead Akron by 17, 27-10. Four-point dogs going into the game. Total has not hit yet, but it's right there. Another field goal. Put it over. It's 27-10. Total close at 39-and-a-half. NBA. Give you the scores one time. Blazers beat the Pistons on the road, 110-101. They were three-point dogs. Game stays under the total. Raptors blow out the Bucks. How about that? little surprise there. Giannis and Dame going down north of the border, 130-111. to Raptors get the win. They were four-point home dogs. Right now, Pelicans lead the Thunder. In the Bayou, 105 102, 145 left in the fourth quarter. Hawks have just finished off the Wizards at home. They were minus nine and a half and minus nine some places. So it depends where you got them. If you got them at the Westgate Superbook, then it uh, just depends who you had because it was nine and a half and the final score is 130 to 121. The Hawks win and the game does go over the 240 and a half. Cavs come back. They lost to the Knicks the other night at home. They turn the tables, go to Madison Square Garden, beat the Knicks 95 89. They were five and a half point dogs. Game stays well under the 210. Celtics, no problem with Indiana. Boston remains unbeaten. Go to 4 0. How about 155 to 104? Ouch, that's an embarrassing loss. Total 234, needless to say. The game flies over. Nets come back, beat the Heat 109 105, trailed that game but end up winning by four. They were seven point dogs tonight's nice money line payoff. Their game stays under 222.5. Rockets 108 100. They lead the Hornets with 436 to go in the fourth quarter. T Wolves up big 23 point lead, 99 76, 625 to go over the defending champion, Denver Nuggets. So Minnesota ready and ambushing Jokic and the boys. Uh, Denver going off a two point. Road favorite. 73 apiece for the Bulls and Mavs from Big D. 258 to go in the third quarter. Maverick's still unbeaten with Luca and Kyrie getting off to a good start. And how about the Jazz? What they're doing to the Grizz right now. Almost halftime. 230 left in the first half. Utah 69. <laughs> the Memphis Grizzlies 39. 30-point 30 lead there for Utah. Two games left to go. Kings at the Warriors. That'll come up in a couple minutes from now. Warriors minus 7, 227 and a half. Clippers and Lakers. No James Harden in the lineup. Uh, for the Clips tonight uh, Lakers minus three at home 228 is your total Texas with that one nothing lead over Arizona but it could be worse than that there was first and third and only and nobody out for Texas with a run in as they got three successive hits off Zach Gallon after not getting a hit at all in the first six innings but Arizona able to escape and uh, only give up the one run so we'll keep an eye on what's going on there in Arizona again a Texas win and the series is over a uh, little tidbit here, Texas 10-0 when scoring first in the postseason this year. Arizona 7-0 when scoring first, but we know the Rangers have that one nothing lead. We'll see if those trends can be broken. Arizona needs to get on the board. Meanwhile, on the ice, three games, uh, one in the books, Buffalo 5-2. They win at Philly. 3-2 Dallas leads at Calgary, 5-10 to go second period. And Colorado draws first blood uh, midway through the first period. They lead St. Louis 1-0 at home coming up later. In about 10 minutes from now, they'll drop the puck. Arizona at Anaheim. And the Ducks coming off a couple big wins on the road back east. It is uh, right now the Coyotes who are playing good, solid hockey. Minus 135, six and a half year total. And that is a look at the scoreboard. Bring on Mr. AI, Andy Isco. Andy Isco. Uh, you heard me talking with Mark Lawrence and going over some of the football, and, of course, the uh, Raiders making a move. I'll start there with you. Uh, how surprised were you to see Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler and Lombardi, the offensive coordinator, taken out by Mark Davis late Halloween night? Hey, hi, you there? Andy, you there? Can you hear me, Ken? Yeah, I got you now. Now I got you. Uh, I I
6: can't say I was totally surprised. Other than the fact that they usually don't make changes in coaching this at this time of the season. Usually they'll wait until game eight or nine, until game ten or eleven or maybe once you get into early December. But I guess the thought is at their current record, uh, they still have to believe that they are in uh, what are they three and four right now? Um, three oh, and five. Three and, four, three and five. Three and five. Three and, and five. five. Now, that they cannot afford more than maybe one, possibly two more losses to have a chance to make the playoffs. And if you look at the roster, there's playoff talent on this team. I think the defense, to a large extent, has performed better than expected. I mean, Max Crosby has probably already earned his, uh, his Pro Bowl bid. Uh, but the offense has been... Consistently bad. It's like he can't even say it's inconsistent from one game to another. It's been consistently bad uh, from the start of the season and hasn't shown any signs of uh, getting uh, getting any better. So the fact that they made the change is not surprising from that extent because it does send a signal not just to the fans but to the players themselves that they have not given up on this season. They've given up on maybe the head coach and the general manager being able to put together a playoff team but they've not given up on the talent and so they're giving it an opportunity uh, to a new staff to uh, get into the possibility of making a, a nice little run. It'll be very very difficult. The odds are certainly against it but at least uh, I have to take a look at the players look at this as a positive move. Now I, I don't know you know, what the feelings were inside the locker room towards the uh, head coach. If it's a typical locker room there are many who probably like him quite a bit and others who feel they're not getting enough pl- pl- uh, playing time and don't like him. So we'll find out I, I, even before the move was made I I actually did like the uh, Raiders to uh, beat the Giants uh, this coming Sunday, and as a result, that line has gone down a little bit. To so
2: now, we're seeing one and one and a halves and I still like the Raiders on Sunday. There you go. I agree with you. I think uh, Antonio Pierce is going to have them fired up, and I think Austin o- uh, Aiden O'Connell—I want to call him austin Aiden O'Connell uh, will use the wisdom that he gained from that loss to the Chargers on making sure he doesn't hold on to the ball too long as he got sacked seven times in that game. Legendary basketball coach Bob Knight passing away at 83. Andy, I know uh, you're a big college basketball enthusiast like KT. Uh, I know, you know, at times the temper got the best of uh, the general Bob Knight, but he was one heck of a basketball coach for a long, long time. And, and again, the uh, you know, crossing the line with the Neil Reed choking, uh, put him on a zero-tolerance policy there at Ohio State. I'm sorry, at uh, in Indiana. And he ended up losing his job in 2000. Uh, he played his college ball, of course, at Ohio State on that great championship team back in the day when he was the sixth man off the bench. Uh, your take on uh, just reflecting back on the general, Bobby Knight, and that great 1976 team, the last undefeated team in college basketball.
6: Yeah, clearly a, a brilliant coach, master of strategy, um you know, it, it's hard to knock anything he did professionally other than perhaps some of his conduct, but he was who he was. You, you knew where you stood with him. He did not... He, let's put it this way. He was the opposite of politically correct. He would say what's on his mind and you knew that he, he meant it. I actually kind of find that refreshing here. You know, he didn't rely on the old cliches to sort of say something without saying it. He came right out and uh, said it. And yeah, he, he was tough. He made uh, uh, he made General Patton look like a softie. I mean, with some of the, the things that he did. But, uh, you know, the chairs right now are breathing freely uh, across the, uh, the nation because they're no longer in jeopardy of being thrown across the court, and that was just one of his uh, his, uh, ta- his tantrums. Uh, there are a number of articles that have come out today that are sort of like mini-biographies that a re- paint a really good portrait of Bobby Knight, the coach, Bobby Knight, the man, and a lot of the things that he did, he had uh, very high integrity. He was always concerned about uh, the players doing well in the classroom. He was very harsh on them for uh, if, they, if they didn't take that classwork seriously. He made a lot of donations, especially to libraries at uh, Indiana and and Texas Tech, so he did a lot of, of good work outside of being uh, uh, being the basketball coach. So uh, he lived a nice, long, successful life, and leaves uh, leaves a legacy that'll be very hard to uh, duplicate.
2: No doubt about it. Well said. All right, college football got a bunch of big games coming up this week, and of course uh, have that MAC action going right now. MAC action they called on a Tuesday night, and then Wednesday, or I'm sorry, on a Wednesday night we had Tuesday action as well, as far as from the MAC. Then we've got three games on Thursday. Andy, your take on that South Alabama-Troy game, because that's a good matchup there from the Sun Belt, a very underrated conference, Troy minus 4, 45 your total.
6: Well, I was surprised at uh, South Alabama's effort uh, last week, which was not very, very good. Uh, but I've liked Louisiana Lafayette, so I was not totally shocked. Maybe perhaps the fact that they won the game as easily as they did. Well, I was also on Troy last week, and uh, this is a team that I've liked for a number of years, ever since they made the transition from uh, FCS to FBS a decade or so ago. Um, it, it should be a good matchup. I preferred Troy. I like their defense. I like the way they play at home, uh, but I would not be surprised surprised if uh, if they get a good uh, game from South Alabama remember this is a team that uh, uh, played extremely well last year I think I heard you and Mark talking about it had higher expectations for them uh, at the start of this season they haven't really uh, that they haven't really lived up to those expectations they get a chance to atone for that tomorrow but uh, I still prefer Troy
2: yeah they come off the home loss to UL Lafayette was on the wrong side there Uh, five straight wins for Troy and again like you said that defense flexing its muscles But South Alabama can salvage the season by getting a win here and then running the table against Arkansas State, Marshall, and at Texas State. They did lose that one-score game to James Madison on the road 31-23 And JMU. Looking to be the best, but they're not eligible for postseason play. And uh, that hurts as far as the Sun Belt because the Dukes are pretty good football team. Let's, uh, you know, it
6: hurts the conference as well, uh, because yep.
2: James Madison would certainly draw a nice little bowl assignment, and
6: I'm not going to say that they would make it as the, uh, uh, you know, the, the group of five entrant into the uh, New Year's Day Bowl, but certainly being undefeated, they're there with uh, you know, some of the other teams like Liberty and uh, Air Force. So uh, the conference is really hurt
2: by imposing that rule. No doubt. What about Rutgers? I mean, Shiano's guy, 6-2, and two, bowl eligible. Uh, offense hard to watch sometimes, but Monage a pretty good running back. And, uh, you know, quarterback play is sporadic as far as throwing the ball, but Wimstead a pretty good uh, athlete. And if he doesn't turn the ball over, maybe Rutgers can hang in there. Ohio State laying 18 and a half, They're the number one seeded team as far as the college football playoff rankings in the initial poll that came out on Tuesday. Buckeyes minus 18.5, total 42.5 from Jersey. I
6: probably would lean under the total rather than lay the big number with Ohio State. I've not been overly impressed on the body of work throughout the season on Ohio State. They've been sluggish in a number of their games to get things going. They just wear down opponents in the second half, and they might do that to Rutgers, although Rutgers is a nice physical team. They don't make a lot of mistakes, and as you point out, they don't really have a lot to brag about as far as offense goes. If I had to play the game and pick a side, I'd probably take rather than lay, and I might wait to see how high that uh, number goes. Not quite sure what kind of reaction if any will get out of Ohio State leapfrogging Georgia basically uh, you know the, uh, the other polls and being number one in the college football playoff poll I think you know, if anyone's going to be motivated Georgia might be motivated in that game against Missouri uh, based upon where they feel and a lot of people feel they should be. I had no problem with Ohio State being uh, put ahead of, uh, of Michigan. I think you and Mark talked about it. I mean Michigan really hasn't played anybody of note. and Ohio Ohio State uh, you know they played uh, two teams of note an undefeated Notre Dame team and an undefeated Penn State team and
2: won both games there you go good call good breakdown there uh Florida State minus 21 and a half at Pitt I told Mark I like Pitt in this spot I just uh, again not to win the game but maybe to give Florida State a little more trouble uh than a lot of the experts think what about it can Narduzzi's team get up for this one
6: They can get up for whether they can uh, keep it close. I'm not sure. I've not been a big fan of Pitt this year. I did have them in uh, uh, in one of the games that they won. I think it was when they upset Cincinnati back in uh, I think it was mid-September that far ago. But I've not really been overwhelmed by them uh, since then. I like Florida State again. They have not really been tested uh, other than uh, you know that opening game against LSU, which has been and may very well be their biggest uh, uh, test to date. You know, Clemson's not the team that they were. Miami. I don't think they're as good as their record. I I don't like the coaching down there, and we've seen uh, Miami slip a little bit uh, uh, and certainly struggle recently. So I don't really know quite yet what to make of Florida State, but at least we do have that game against LSU to fall back on and say, hey, when when they met a team that has proven thus far in the season to be an elite team, uh, they passed the test.
2: All right, Arizona hit the ball hard on the screws but can't get anything to drop with men on base. They are 0 of 9. With men in scoring position, one nothing Texas after seven. The Rangers lead that series three games to one, six outs away from winning their first World Series. Uh, by the way, Pittsburgh did not beat Cincinnati. May have uh, I don't even think they would have covered because they lost 27-21. They did beat Louisville. That's their only win outside of their win That's against wrong. Wofford.
6: That's the one that I was on when they upset Louisville. I think Louisville was coming off of uh, their win against uh, what was it, Notre Dame or? That was the yeah. name, I think.
2: Yes, yes, That's good call. The one that That's I was exactly. on. Pitt.
6: It was more of a play against Louisville than really a play on Pitt.
2: There you go. All right, uh, move on down and uh, get into Pac-12. A good one with UCLA minus three in Tucson, fifty-one the total. And we talk about what Jed Fish has done with this Wildcats team and how uh, you know how close they were to beating USC. Looked like they had that game several different times. End up losing in triple overtime by a deuce and and uh, you know hindsight 2020 may have uh, gone for that two-point conversion the way Cal did in the last game against USC but UCLA pretty good defense and Garber's a pretty good quarterback what do you think the Bruins are three-point favorites in Arizona and Fafita stepped up nicely since Delora went down and that kind of turned a lot of heads but this kid may be the heir apparent and the uh, future for Arizona as they enter into the Big 12, who, by the way, came out with the, uh, the next six seasons as far as college football, uh, Big 12 matchups as far as football with the new entries going in Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and Arizona State. Where are you as far as this particular game, though, with UCLA minus three in Tucson, 51 the total against the Cats?
6: Yeah, I I like the way Arizona's really been playing for much of the season, and they seem to be getting a little bit better uh, each week. UCLA seems to have plateaued a little bit. Uh, They've not performed all that well on the road this year. I give Arizona an uh, an excellent opportunity at winning this game outright.
2: I agree with you. All right, Uh, Washington and USC, KT's all over SC. I hope they take care of business. It's not because they're my favorite team. I just like the spot and really not seen anything from Washington on the road that lets me feel that they are going to win at the Coliseum. I know the offense is there. I know Pennix Jr. is solid, and I know the receiving core is fabulous. They have uh, three of the better receivers in the country, let alone on the West Coast. Uh, they were very fortunate to sidestep Oregon because they didn't even score in the fourth quarter of that game, and they uh, were able to avoid overtime. And the Ducks shot themselves in the foot, left several uh, points on the on the field when they, you know, would go for two sometimes. They didn't need to, but they did. It's like that Oregon thing that's been going on since Chip Kelly days and, and uh Lanning doing the same thing. Uh your take though as far as this one, Washington minus three, seventy six and a half the total. USC's last six games have gone over that total, so don't let the seventy six and a half scare you. Where are you on this one, AI?
6: Yeah, I also wouldn't uh, uh, feel uncomfortable playing the over even at that uh, high number. Uh, Both teams have very potent offenses. We talk about Washington not looking as dominant recently as they did at the start of the season. But you know what? Good teams find ways to win when they don't play their best. And you could certainly say that about uh, Washington uh, recently. I, I prefer Washington in this game for, well, a couple of reasons. But one basic reason is if I'm looking for which of these teams is most likely to make a stop on defense... I think Washington is much more likely than USA USC to make a stop if it comes down to the last five minutes of the contest. Now, that's still different than covering by you know three and a half, four points to win to, to cover the, the you know the field goal or the three and a half. Uh, but still, I would prefer. Uh, I, I feel like I'm getting the better defense by a decent margin uh, with Washington, and they've shown that they know how to win, even if sometimes it's uh, uh, not at, uh, you know a game that you'd write home about.
2: Yeah, no doubt. The Arizona State game at home was the game that leaves me with doubt as far as Washington when you're at home against the, the the last place team there in the conference and you have 13 rushes and 13 yards that's scary and Pennix Jr. he only threw for 276 in that game no touchdowns two interceptions but they got the win it was ugly 15-7 but sometimes you got to win a game like that so they'll take it LSU Alabama Bama minus 361 were you on this one Mark Lawrence taking the points with the Bayou Bengals
6: I can't pass up an opportunity to lay three points with Alabama uh, at home. It's as low a number as I can ever recall them laying at home. They are playing with revenge for a tight game last year. But I've also seen Alabama show improvement on offense as the season has progressed. Throw away that, what was it, 57 nothing game to open the season against Middle Tennessee State. They've struggled on offense really throughout the season. They seem to have gotten things a little bit better in recent weeks. But the key to me is, uh, is once again, you know, in fact, it's almost a mirror image of the the uh, uh, USC game uh, with uh, uh, offense and offense, and, and one team that has defense, and the other one that really can't. Uh, you know, lo- look at uh, LSU's losses this year. They lost to Florida State. They lost to Ole Miss. They gave up 45 to for Florida State. They gave up 55 to Ole Miss, despite scoring 49 themselves, and couldn't uh, and couldn't uh, win that game. Uh, when it comes down to it, you know, Alabama controls their own destiny. Uh, the, you know, they do have the one loss, but if they end up winning this game, going unbeaten, play Georgia and beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, Uh, they would be a one-loss team. Georgia would have one loss. Either Ohio State or Michigan would have one loss, so I think Alabama would rank pretty high. It's them along with Texas, if they can win out and uh, avenge that game against Oklahoma, although they may not even get to play Oklahoma the way the Big 12 is going right now, I prefer to be on Alabama because it's almost like with Washington, USC, but I think to even a greater extent because of the differences. If there's going to be a team that's going to make a defensive stop at a critical time, I much think it's going to be Alabama
2: much more likely than LSU. Yeah, they were fortunate. Last couple games at home, 34-20. They beat Tennessee, trailed by double digits at halftime, but turned it around in the third quarter. Arkansas, they held on for a 24-21 win after the 26-20 win at Texas A&M. They were pretty good against Ole Miss, shutting that offense down to 10 points, and that's the type of effort they'll be looking for uh, against the uh, LSU Bayou Bengals, but I'm hoping LSU takes care of business. Segment uh, in the books with Andy Isco. Come back, maybe throw another college game at him, and uh, get into some rapid-fire NFL style. Follow Andy on Twitter, uh, now known as X, of course, at VegasAndy711, at VegasAndy711, and uh, we will be right back. You can also go to the logical AI great information unbelievable and he does a great podcast with Mark Lawrence as well and both those guys mainstays here on SportsX radio for nine years and running we are live from vegas 101.5 fmk dawn streaming live on the odyssey app live from vegas live at steiner's pub i am ken thompson you are listening to SportsX radio we'll be right back
0: winning the big 10 didn't make any difference and winning the national championship didn't make any difference. If you will continue to work and follow what we want done, you have the ability to go undefeated. And anything less than that would not be the equivalent of what your capabilities were. And I said,
2: that's all. And we started practice the next day.
0: I think he felt pretty comfortable
2: saying that, but he also. All right, after General Bobby Knight, reflecting back on the 1976 undefeated national championship team, very special time. And Andy, I was a teenager then, and I remember that distinctly my dad really enjoyed that team, even though he was an Ohio State guy. Uh, but Bobby Knight did play, of course, his college ball at Ohio State on a championship team with Jerry Lucas as the center, and Hondo John Havlicek on that team as well.
6: Yeah, exactly. And of course, uh, you know, remember UNLV coming close to a perfect season. Uh, probably, uh, you know, we had a zag a few years ago, I think, go through the regular season unbeaten. It is so hard. And when you look back, we're talking now almost 50 years of how difficult a feat that was then. It's even more difficult now. It may not uh, ever be
2: repeated. No doubt about it. All right, A.I., let's go rapid-fire NFL style and uh, get things rolling because we got that good one from Germany. Looking forward to that game. Chiefs and Dolphins, I'm going to be on Miami. I just think they're the better team right now. Fifty-and-a-half is your total. I know KC's been there, done that. They come off a weak offensive effort in Denver, and so you would figure they'll be smarting. But the team that has gone to Europe and gotten there earlier so far in the games from England has won every time dolphins are already there casey won't get there till friday i know it's a small little advantage that i'm looking for but i'll take it and i just like this dolphins offense a little more than kansas city's right now i'll take the fins plus the point and a half fifty and a half and a half your total where are you on this one
6: I'm also on Miami. You know, Kansas City is, is doing something differently this year. Their offense has been inconsistent. It's never really had a breakout game really for much of the season. I mean, uh, uh, Mahomes had a nice statistical game a few weeks ago, and then, of course, they lose to Denver. But they have not been the powerhouse that they uh, were for the last uh, three, four, or five years. I wonder, and I bring the question up every so often when we talk about it, how much they miss Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator who's now starting to do things with Washington. And I think he's been missed uh, as far as uh, Andy Reed as uh, his offensive coordinator uh, is concerned. But Kansas City is winning very well with uh, uh, with their defense. I think they've got one of the top five defenses statistically in the NFL right now. Uh, I do think Miami is the better football team, certainly offensively, and their defense is showing consistent improvement uh, week by week for the most part. I didn't really see it against uh, Philadelphia, although they did make uh, uh, Philadelphia work real hard a couple of Sunday nights ago. Uh, I think it's a, it's a, it's a matchup that does favor the Dolphins I think overall they've been playing more consistently on offense and their defense as I say has gotten better
2: all right three minutes three games to get to Cowboys Eagles should be a good one it's a late game 125 local time here 425 over there in Philly Eagles minus 347 your total
6: yeah, I've gone back and forth on, on this game because I think you can make a very good case for both of them. I think the better case can be made for Philadelphia. I think Hurts, uh, his uh, versatility gives him the edge at quarterback. I think Philadelphia overall has a, uh, a better defense, although Dallas is very good as well. When you take a look at the two best teams that each faced, Dallas got hammered at San Francisco a few weeks ago. Philadelphia's best opponent uh, was uh, Miami a couple of Sunday nights ago that they handled uh, uh, 31-7. Holding Miami, by the way, to their lowest total yards and yards per play output of the season. So I think that speaks to Philadelphia's defense to rise up. Uh, laying three with Philadelphia is the uh, preferred way to go, just like I did against Miami and laid the short number.
2: Now, I got to get your take on Giants Raiders. You know both teams very, very well. Raiders are minus one and a half thirty seven. 37. Antonio Pierce coming out, of course, the interim coach and saying, hey, you know, we're going to be fired up and uh, we're going to go with Aiden O'Connell as our starting quarterback. Uh, Giants coming in, Daniel Jones will be back at the helm. I'll be at the game looking forward to it. Your take from Allegiant Stadium, Raiders minus 1.5, low total of 37.
6: Yeah, I mentioned this one when we talked about the coaching change at the top of the hour. I'm on the Raiders, uh, I think, at one, one and a half. It's a nice number. I like them even before the coaching change. I felt it was a real good spot. The Giants are as inept offensively as any team in the league, and I don't care really who's starting a quarterback right now, uh, whether it's Daniel Jones or the kid who came in for Tyrod Taylor last week. I think the Raiders respond very well to the coaching change, and I like them, as I say, even before the change was made.
2: All right, Sunday night, Bills, Bengals. Bengals minus two at home. Joe Burrow looking very sharp last week, 49 and a half year total. Buffalo uh, up and down uh, should be a good one. I mean, this is a, a nice matchup here, but I think Joe Burrow might be healthy. And if Joe Burrow's healthy, I think Cincinnati may be the team to beat in this one. Where are you on this one?
6: Just to give you an idea, the advance line that the Westgate put up on this game last Tuesday had the, uh, the Bills a one-point road favorite. They picked the game off the board while the teams were playing on Sunday and we saw what Cincinnati did. They played almost a perfect game against San Francisco. Winning on the road is never easy, even against a shorthanded uh, San Francisco team. Uh, the defense for San Francisco is still pretty good. Uh, but uh, I like what I saw out of Borrow. You're right. I think he played his best game of the season because I think he's as healthy as he's uh, been all season. Last year, these teams, of course, they, they, the regular season game was canceled with the DeMar uh, Hamlin situation, but they did meet in the playoffs. I felt at that time, Buffalo was maybe the slightly better team, but the Cincinnati ended up doing well, and I think right now, Cincinnati is the better team now that they're fully healthy. So, uh, I saw the line, which ultimately opened when they reposted it, it opened
2: it, pick'em went up to three, now back down to two. I'm on the Bengals. Ravens minus six at home, 44 the total against the Seahawks, the first place NFC West Seahawks.
6: I know a lot of people who like Seattle in this game. I liked Seattle earlier in the year in week two when they went into into Detroit, won that game in overtime. I like the way the Ravens are playing right now. This is a team that realizes it was a healthy Joe Burrow. They can't take any opponent for granted if they want to win the uh, AFC uh, uh, North. They've already uh, had that game against Cincinnati early in the year when Cincinnati was not healthy. I don't think they want to lose ground at any point. Uh, Laying under a touchdown with a dynamic quarterback like Lamar Jackson, who has Weapons to a system, I prefer to lay it rather than take
2: it. AI, great stuff as always. Going to duck one more in and let you go. Monday night game, Chargers and Jets. Chargers minus three and a half off a nice dominant Sunday night win against the Bears. Total is 40. Jets found a way in an ugly game to beat the Giants by a field goal. Were you on this one with the Chargers, three-and-a-half-point road favorites?
6: Ugly way to beat the Eagles a few weeks ago as an underdog, the way they were ugly in that week one when they lost Aaron Rodgers at the start of the game. Jets aren't pretty, but they do play very solid defense. I like the coaching edge of Salah against Staley, and uh, I would not be shocked by the Jets uh, winning this game outright. I will take the plus three against the Chargers coming cross-country.
2: Great stuff, AI. We'll do it again next Wednesday. Andy Isco, follow him at Vegas Andy Seven Eleven. Before we go to break, just uh, they are in the bottom of the eighth, two outs, nobody on for Arizona, a three-zero count, and a ball that was high and inside should have been ball four, and then uh, the out ends up leading off the bottom of the eighth inning. The umpiring, as far as the strike zone in this series, has been absolutely atrocious at times, and these are key junctures. In certain at-bats, to where the difference between a guy walking and leading off an inning, which has happened the last two nights to Arizona, I'm just saying it's uh, it's unacceptable at this level to miss a ball that is uh, you know totally high and inside, and you call it a strike just because it's a three and zero count. It is un-, un you know it's unbelievable. That's what makes you sometimes go, you know what? Maybe the uh, robotic umpires aren't such a bad idea. Before we bring in Arthur Dice, uh, Andrew Dice. Uh, Caesar from the Westgate. Let me just duck in. Preventative Diagnostic Center, Dr. John Pierce. He's got one of the greatest deals here in the Vegas Valley. And if you're in demographically the, uh, the uh, well, what's the best area? Just I, I guess just between the ages of 40 and 72, well, you're pretty fortunate because we've got the only scanner of its kind in the region that gives you early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart disease and lung disease. It is the Preventative Diagnostic Center. And you can check out the website, pdcenterlv.com, pdcenterlv.com. Uh, It is a a great setup. The scanner is phenomenal because it can get there and check your organs out internally. And they've got the heart CT scan and calcium score special for $125. It's a $600 value. Your significant other is absolutely free. So the two of you get in there, get your heart checked out, make sure you don't have any arteries clogging up. $1,200 value total 125 early detection is key get peace of mind take charge of your health again demographically got to be between 40 and 72 years of age to use the scanner dr john pierce he's been saving lives help prolong lives you know the 702 for vegas write this number down 534-7900-534-7900-534-7900 the preventative diagnostic center comfortable scan takes a few minutes a few days later, you get a detailed report from a board-certified radiologist. doesn't get any better than that. Give a call now. Let them know Ken Thompson, SportsX Radio sent you. Leave your name and number. They'll get back to you and set up that free educational consultation, 534-7900. Take a break. Come back. Wrap things up on a Wednesday night with Arthur Caesar live from Steiner's. It is Ken Thompson. You're listening to SportsX Radio. We'll be right back. for myself right now. Rooting for the Diamondbacks. They are frustrating. Can't get the big hit. They've gone through a Texas needs three more outs to win their first World Series and go 11-0 in the postseason. Unbelievable. D-backs have had their opportunities, but again 0-9 with men in scoring position. Not going to get it done. 24-21 Bowling Green beat Ball State 27-24. Kent State now clinging to a three-point lead in Akron 255 to go in regulation. Gets you... Uh, Just updated on the uh, the NBA basketball games going. Mavs 109-100 lead the Bulls. Jazz are up 86-58 on the Grizz 630 to go in the third. Kings and Warriors underway, second quarter 33-31. Kings 35-18, clips on top of the Lakers by 17 early near the end of the first quarter. And in the NHL, 2-2 Arizona-Anaheim, late first period. You got the over in that one, you're fat. Colorado 2-0 after one, lead St. Louis 4-3 Dallas. Up one with 16 minutes to go in Calgary and Buffalo beat Philly five to two. Welcome in my good pal Art Dice 21, Arthur De Caesar. Love going rapid fire with this guy on Wednesdays and close the show. And uh, we get into the college football and the NFL and Dice Man real quick. What about that Raiders game? We're going to get into that, but what about the move? Any surprise to you that they made the uh, firing last night on Halloween night late? after uh, most of the people on the East Coast are already sleeping, Mark Davis pulled the trigger and said that's enough, enough is enough, and uh, shut out the lights on the New England connection with Ziegler, the GM, and McDaniels, the head coach.
7: Uh, You know, KT, maybe it was a little surprising, but the Raiders have been bad. They looked awful on Monday night. They couldn't move the ball. And you know what? Might as well just clean house, see what you got with some of the young guys like Aiden O'Connell, and, you know, just move forward. and. Maybe there's a big name like Harbaugh out there for you guys.
2: You never know. Nah, I don't need uh, anybody stealing signs coming in. And, uh, you know, I want a guy <laughs> with a clean. Come on, man. This is, I don't know. Did you see the stuff with the Central Michigan? I mean, literally, if that's the guy, if that's uh, Stallions, the guy over there on the Central Michigan sidelines there in sunglasses. Trust me, they know what's going on. This guy, <laughs> this guy was in the military and had a, had a background and, and stuff like this. I mean, this is just bizarre stuff, but somehow, some way, you can't tell me there's no way that Harbaugh doesn't know anything. Like, this guy is doing all this stuff, and then he's not giving any of the information back to the coaching staff? Please. He's on payroll for a reason. Uh, They'll just take their time and find out next year so they can make sure they're part of that top four in the college football playoff. Right now, they're 8-0. They're sitting at number three. Any surprise to you with Ohio State, one, Georgia, two, and then three with Michigan, four with Florida State?
7: I think that's the top four. I was a little surprised Ohio State was one, but I guess they've had the better wins, Penn State, and uh notre dame and obviously georgia hasn't played anybody but i'm a believer you got to knock knock off number one to be number one so i think georgia should have been number one but in the end it won't matter
2: all right so texas is one of those teams that may have the uh, claim to the best non-conference win by beating alabama in tuscaloosa but they of course have lost their quarterback yours is out for a little bit can they stem the tide against Kansas State, who's playing pretty darn good football right now? They lost a, a buzzer beater to Missouri on the road earlier in the year. But it's a good K-State team that's peaking right now. This should be a good game from Austin. And the backup quarterback's a little bit scary. I'm not sold that Murphy's that good. Uh, your take as far as uh, this game, as uh, Texas now goes up 3 nothing with a triple in the ninth. And uh, that'll about do it there. I I, I didn't see it. I just turned up and uh, heard a couple people uh, talking. But uh, K-State and Texas, where are you on this game, Arthur?
7: Yeah, it's a great game. K-State goes to Texas. We opened Texas minus 5. Sharps took K-State right away. Over the summer, look ahead line was Texas minus 10. So obviously the number has come down tremendously. I'm with you. K-State has been very frisky. I would take the points. I Texas still has a lot to play for because if they went out and things happened, they could make the playoff.
2: All right, Missouri last year nearly beat Georgia in Columbia. Now they go between the hedges. They're getting a boatload of points, fifteen and a half. last I saw at the Superbook. Update me on the line, and what about Mizzou? Can they hang in there with Georgia? It's a good, solid Drinkwits team. It certainly
7: is. It's been nothing but Missouri and under money. Obviously, Georgia laying a big number over two touchdowns. It was 16. It's come down just a little bit to the 15-and-a-half. Georgia, though, over these next couple weeks, this week, Old Miss, the following week in Tennessee, will be tested. This is the first one. I think Missouri hangs in there.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Without Bowers, that's a major loss there. But so far, Beck, and Beck has found other receivers, and McConkey coming back healthy is big time for Georgia. JMU, James Madison, team that could go 12-0 and and not make the postseason because of the way things are set up with their jump from FCS to FBS. They'll be taking on a Georgia State Panthers team that's pretty good. Where are you on this game out of the Sun Belt?
7: They are pretty good, and you always love to talk fun about, and you just got to give some love to James Madison. I mean, like you said, the fact that they jumped up in class, moved up to the big boys, probably will go undefeated. Laying five-and-a-half on the road, Total of 54.5. We've seen love, despite no line movement, seen love for JMU in a lot of parlays this week and a little bit of
2: love to the over. I think James Madison does go undefeated. Yeah, it'll be interesting because Georgia State lost that uh, game to Georgia Southern the other night, and uh, that was a tough one for them. They really wanted that one in state, but didn't get it done. Washington and USC. Uh, Andy Isco and I are bumping heads he likes Washington it's not that I'm an SC fan because everybody knows I'm an SC fan but I just think Washington has not been tested on the road yet by anybody's offense when they played Arizona Arizona still had Delora going they didn't have Fafita uh, and, and then he came in in that game uh, late and they end up losing you know they won by a touchdown 34-27 I think SC outscores him. I think it's uh, one of those that I said 76 and a half the total won't surprise me if it goes over where are you on this one?
7: Absolutely not. And right now, minus three, 76 and a half. Summer look ahead line, SC minus six and a half. So it's completely flipped. We mm. reopened it. Washington minus four. Sharks came in on USC. I'm with you. I can see USC playing a real big game here. They're not going to go anywhere as far as postseason goes. So they have a chance to knock Washington kind of out. And I'm with you. A high total like that, I think it flies over. Both, both teams get in the high 30s, maybe even low 40s.
2: Yeah, even if USC beats Washington, I think they get in the title game against Oregon if Oregon's able to take out both USC and Oregon State at home uh, coming up at Autzen Stadium after... Uh, the game with Cal this week. Your take LSU, Bama. We know LSU and Jaden Daniels can score points. The defense, though, has been blistered in several games this year. But Alabama's defense is not what it used to be, and their offense pales in comparison to LSU. I think LSU has a chance to win this game because if they can get the lead like Tennessee got, you know, last week, and and you know they're up double digits, I think uh, LSU is a team that can expand. You know, can uh open open it up even more uh but i just don't know if their defense will be able to shut down bama where are you on this one because i've gone back and forth but i'm rooting for the bayou Bengals.
7: yeah i've been going back and forth on it too. and you know summer had summer look ahead line on this was bama minus seven now bama minus three total of 61 that's creeped up from 60 when we had it at three and a half sharps took lsu I think now you're probably getting a little bit of discount on Bama. Bama at home, in the nighttime. Obviously, LSU's got the advantage at quarterback, but Bama's got the advantage kind of everywhere else. I would lay the number with
2: Bama. All right. It's uh, about three outs away from Texas winning the World Series as they add a couple more runs on a two-run jack and great run by arizona but texas going to win their first world series unless something crazy goes on in the bottom of the ninth inning one more out for texas in the top of the ninth ken thompson and arthur de at the westgate superbook we're going to go rapid fire nfl now and uh, let's jump right to it and uh, get into that dolphins chiefs game from germany and this is going to be a good one dolphins are catching one and a half against kc and i like miami where are you on this one dice man
7: This is going to be a great game. Very early in the morning for a lot of people, but like you said, game in Germany, KC minus one and a half, total of 50 and a half. You don't see a lot of high totals in this NFL anymore, but you know, we've kind of gone back and forth on where the money has come. We saw early Kansas City money, then we saw Miami money, and then the market moved. I actually like Kansas City in the game. I think Kansas City wins the game. Be a tight one, though. Probably a three-point game.
2: Ravens minus six at home against the Seahawks should be another good one. And Geno Smith, they're not winning games flashy, but they're finding ways to win while San Francisco's on this three-game losing streak. So a half-game lead in the uh, NFC West right now for the Seahawks. But Ravens minus six just depends, I guess, how Lamar Jackson plays, right? At home, he's not always the best. But when he's good, when he's uh, that dual threat, they're hard to beat.
7: No doubt. When he's good, that team is as good as any team in the league. Baltimore now laying six at home. Total's gone up from 43 to 44. It's a big number to lay, so I'd probably take the points with Seattle, but I don't know if I'd feel great about it because Baltimore did drub
2: Detroit a couple weeks ago in Baltimore. All right, Cowboys-Eagles. My producer, Mark Hoke, wondering where you're going. Andy Isco like the Eagles, Mark Lawrence like the Cowboys. Where are you on this one with Philly? Late game on Sunday, minus three at home, total of 47 against the boys.
7: Yep, Philly laying three. Total's gone up from 46 to 47. As a Giant fan, I hate both teams, so I'd like to see a tie. (laughs) That's just kind of how it is. But I like the Eagles at home. They've just been better than the Cowboys. Obviously, the Eagles aren't as sharp as they've been, but I would lay the number with Philly. I think they're better than Dallas.
2: All right, the G-men going to be out here to play the Raiders at Allegiant. The uh, coaching change is made. You going to be at the game? I am not. I will be working. Sundays are a work day. There you go. If they were six and two, trust me, you would have found a way to be there. Uh, they're two. They're two and six. So you, you said, all right, I'll I'll work, or, uh, you know, it's a, it's okay, Jay. That no, no problem. Put me on the schedule. I'll take John Murray's shift. What about it? Raiders minus one and a half, 37 against the G men.
7: Yeah, and when this opened, it was three three and a half, and we took sharp money even before all the news on the Giants at three and a half and even two and a half. Then when the news broke, it came down. I actually think you're going to get a good uh, you know, effort out of the Raiders. Obviously, ex-Giant Super Bowl champion Antonio Pierce takes over. He probably wants to coach well against his former team. The Giants are a mess. I don't think they're any good. I would lay the number with
2: the Raiders. I think the Raiders actually win on Sunday. I agree with you. Bills and Bengals, last one. Bills are plus two, 49 and a half as we wrap things up on a Wednesday night. Dice, man, who wins it, Bills or Bengals from Cincinnati, Cincinnati Sunday Night Football?
7: You know, really great Sunday night game. Total open 46-and-a-half. Now we're at 49-and-a-half, so you've seen a lot of over money coming in, expecting, you know, those teams to go up and down the field. Josh Allen was a little iffy at practice, so, you know, it kind of moved the number a little bit, and then it came back. Bengals minus two right now. I just like the way the Bengals are playing. Burrow looks healthy
2: again. You're under
7: the field goal. Take the Bengals.
2: I agree with you again. This yes, Joe Burrow did look healthy. No ill effects from that calf injury. The bye week did them well at the right time. Dice Man will do it again next Wednesday. You are the best, my man. At Art Dice 21 follow him on Twitter. Talk to you next hump day, pal. Take care. KT, you're the best. We'll talk soon. There you go. All right, that'll do it for KT on a Wednesday night. Thanks to Mark Hoke, my producer. To Mark Lawrence, Andy Isco, Arthur De Caesar, And to you, the listeners, you know the rules. No drinking and driving. No texting and driving. Most of all, God bless our troops. God bless you. Live from Steiner's Pub, SportsX Radio, 101.5 FMK Dawn, streaming live on the Odyssey app. Archives up in a little bit, but use the Odyssey Rewind as well. I'm Ken Thompson. Talk to you tomorrow night with Brad Powers on a college football Thursday. God bless. Good night, everybody.